Hello and welcome to the Lead Talks podcast. We aim to build a generation of young leaders who follow Christ and will transform their workplace by their very lives that echo purpose, integrity and excellence. I hope you will be encouraged and challenged by this week's talk. I would love to introduce and have uh, Janita Rajiv, 19 years old, who is currently pursuing biotechnology. She was 13 years old when she overcame a life-threatening cancer diagnosis. She stands as a witness of God's grace and a testament to his strength made perfect through her fertility. Of course, we know uh, Janita with the uh, the famous book that we've all read um that Rajiv has written Janita please welcome why don't we make a feel welcome today I know God will not give me anything I can't handle I just wish he didn't trust me so much sometimes this quote by mother teresa really resonates in my life it was around march of 2016 when i had just turned 13 years old when i noticed a small swelling on my head the swelling did not affect me in any way on consulting a doctor we went ahead with an ultrasound followed by a few scans now to our surprise the scan told us that there was a growth on my head and that there was a 2% chance that the growth was non cancerous or benign now on hearing a number like this we were completely shocked we were taken aback and this is where the suddenness of life plays out when you think that all's going to go a certain way and you have a plan and just when something comes up out of the blue you're completely taken aback so on hearing this news we decided that we would go to chennai and drive down to christian medical college we felt comfortable being treated there as we were guided by a family friend the doctor there suggested that we go ahead with a biopsy Yeah these are few of the pictures so we used to leave early in the morning from chennai and go to cmc so we used to stop at murugan early it was a regular pit stop there so we did the biopsy and long story short the biopsy results came out inconclusive so the doctor decided that we had to go ahead with surgery now the surgery um was said to be a tough one because actually we did a pet scan and we found out that there was a much larger tumor in the retroperitoneal region of my abdomen and on hearing that there was a much larger tumor we were completely gutted it felt like an actual physical blow so when they decided that they have to go for surgery it was said to be a very tough one as it was surrounding all the vital organs in my abdomen so we decided we prayerfully decided to go ahead with it So in short what was supposed to be one surgery ended up in total being five surgeries and what was supposed to be a week stay in the hospital ended up being 90 days there were many times in the hospital where the doctors weren't sure I would make it out alive but it was just the grace of god that he carried me through if i can recollect one core memory during my stay in cmc It would be the 21st June of 2016. Um that I was having high fever continuously for a few days. But that evening things escalated very quickly. My heart rate increased to 200s, my BP started dropping rapidly and I started shivering violently. The doctors rushed me into the ICU and put me on the ventilator. They weren't sure I would make it till morning. In fact, in the middle of the night, the doctors told my parents to be prepared for the worst 
as I had fallen into septic shock and my organs were failing. And this was me just after that, and it, I, I don't know, it was just God who carried me through that night. The, the, I was recovering from the post-operative complications and I had to go through physiotherapy because I was immobile for my entire stay in CMC. I had about six abdominal drains and because of that I could not walk. So I was going through physiotherapy. And it, it was during the time when I was rec recovering from the severe post-operative complications when the biopsy results came out. Now the biopsy results came as a rare type of cancer called neuroblastoma. This type of cancer was particularly rare for my age group. It usually happens to children and babies below the age of five. So, the, so everyone was kind of perplexed, how did I get it? And it just felt as though our entire world crashed. We didn't know what were the next steps were, and we were dealing with so much of the post-operative complications then. So we were just very lost. So, but by God's grace and purely by the prayers of so many people, uh, I walked out of the hospital after 90 days. This was with a team at CMC who took care of me. So we walked. Uh, I walked out of the hospital very different from the first time I went. I had lost about 15 kilos and I had two feeding tubes. So even after I was discharged, I was fed through a bag at home also. So, but despite all this, I was very excited to go back home because our family was kind of in between. My siblings were in Mumbai and we were over here. So this was on our flight back to Mumbai. On flying back, we came to Mumbai and we went to Tata Memorial Hospital, which is a famous cancer specialty hospital in Mumbai. So the doctors there suggested I first get stronger before we start chemo. Now, although the word chemo sounds scary, I really didn't get too scared by, by it because I thought nothing could be worse than being in isolation in the ICU after surgery. I just hated that, the sound of the machines beeping. And so I was, okay, let's go ahead with chemo. So some of the lessons I learned during this phase was to find something I'm thankful for in the midst of this difficult situation I found myself in. Like find hope no matter how grave the situation was. So it was really just joy, God who gave me a joy in all these photos, you see. I was smiling only because he strengthened me in the difficult situation I was in. After about four cycles of chemo, the chemo had to be suspended because my surgical wound in the abdomen had opened up because of the chemo. Now, this was a new complication and the doctors were apprehensive about continuing chemo because they thought it would be grave to give me chemo in such a situation. So uh, this was ironic because in my case, chemo was a necessary treatment. I had to go through chemo for the tumors which were there, but I could not receive it now because of my complications. At that moment, it just felt so, we all felt so helpless. It was like we were living through a nightmare. We were wondering when things would get normal again. It was around December of 2016 when God gave us a word as a family. One of the promises as we were entering the new year was that the supernatural will become normal. We just held on tight to the prom that promise as we entered the new year. And as we entered the new year, within a few days, we felt a change in the season. So after I was a little better and I recovered from this complication, the doctors suggested I start a new chemo. It was oral chemo. So this particular uh, type of chemo, they were just taking a chance. They didn't know whether it was going to work, but they couldn't leave me like that. So they just started it. 
and also i had missed my entire 8th grade because i was in 8th standard then and i had missed my entire 8th grade because of the treatment and surgeries but i was very set on writing my final exams i wanted to write it no matter what i didn't want to miss a year so i don't know whether most of you know i have an identical twin sister so we were in same class from the beginning so by god's grace she taught and guided me in all the classes i missed and i was able to pass the 8th grade with flying colors around and around that time we had also done a scan and by god's grace the oral chemo was working although the cancer had not fully gone it had responded and that was a big miracle so we were really thankful to god during that time i also went through a few sessions of radiation and by the end of the year 2017 i was in remission purely by the grace of god we never thought this would come and i remember so many times in 2016 i was just wanting like tv remote is that press the fast forward button and i was waiting for the day when things would be normal and it was literally just god who carried us through the storm we could see the light in the end of the tunnel so then uh, yeah i think the next picture we we regained normal fast forward to 2019 and we were happy by 2019 i just completed my 10th standard and i had this desire to start preparing for the medical entrance exam i think it's neat i think most we know that so i started preparing for it i had this desire and i start joined a coaching institute and started working towards my goal so for two years i was prep preparing for the exam and during that time we used to go for regular follow up appointments and by god's grace everything was good so we were really thankful for that so neat happened in september of 2021 and i did fairly well by the grace of god but i after finishing the exam i didn't uh, find the joy or satisfaction i thought i would get after finishing the exam so when i look back one thing i regret is that i missed out on a lot during my neat preparation i missed out on a lot of family functions and outings and i postponed many of the little things for after neat i thought okay after i finish the exam i'll be happy and i'll be able to enjoy my life but that was not the case so the lesson i learned now is that you should never postpone joy whatever situation you're going through find something you're thankful for and you're joyful for and just rejoice in the lord daily If you're enjoying this podcast and are inspired, make sure you subscribe to the Lead Talks podcast to receive inspirational talks every week. So, in October 2021, I began experiencing some strange symptoms. I started getting numbness in my legs and I couldn't actually feel my feet. So, because of this, I found it difficult to walk. And it was all very sudden. It happened very suddenly. so what we went uh, we went to the doctor and the doctor on examining me suspected it was a vitamin deficiency but i had a very bad feeling about this deep down so we did the chest x ray we did an ultrasound we did a blood test all of those reports came normal we also had an mri of the spine it was scheduled for later that day and by the time we finished the scans and we went home it was really late at night it was past midnight now i am that kind of person that i am more tech savvy than my parents so i check out all the reports and everything before they can even see it so the next morning the first thing i do is to go online and check the mri report so i read the report and i click on it and i read that there are new lesions been found and that there has been a recurrence at that moment i really just felt so numb i didn't know how to feel and i just felt all my dreams shattered like i just felt so lost 
I didn't know how to show this report to my parents because I was the first one who saw this. So some, and I am not the person who shows my emotions out. But at that moment, I just couldn't hold back my tears. So what followed was a PET scan and immediate chemo. So at times like these, we don't understand why God allows certain situations in our lives. We really don't understand. But what I've realized is we'll only be able to look back and understand so many things in our lives. So on one hand, I was dealing with the shock of my diagnosis. And on the other hand, I was dealing with the disappointment of seeing my dreams crash. Medical, I had prepared so hard for two years and I, I just felt so dejected. I felt lost. I felt like, oh my gosh, what has happened suddenly? So, but what I realized is that I felt comfortable being in control, having a plan, knowing what's next. But what life has taught me is that you need to be comfortable with not being in control. And the only way we can do that is by trusting God completely. Surrender to his plan no matter how tough it is. And trust me, it's really tough to put all your dreams in the altar and just say, God, you take it. But that's what I had to do. So I was disappointed, but I strengthened myself in the Lord. We don't get many answers for things in life. I realize in tough situations, we want answers. We want to know why, what's happening and everything. But we don't get answers. We'll only be able to look back and understand God's plan for our lives. So I had to take a decision. I could either sulk or give up because of the situation I found myself in, or I could choose to rejoice in the Lord. So these are the moments. So during chemo, we just did things so spontaneously. I think the right picture of me on the beach, I had a bone marrow biopsy the previous day. So we, we just spontaneously booked a Goa trip and we drove down and went the next day. And my brother also, he came from university. And this was just during chemo, I think. On the day I got chemo, I had chemo the next day also, but we just went out for an outing. So I just chose to find joy in the Lord, no matter what situation. And it was just God who gave me his strength. After about 10 cycles of chemo, which was spread over nine months, we it was actually not initially 10, but they had to keep increasing it because some other report, a PET scan report would come well, and then the biopsy report would not come well. So something was just fluctuating like that. So finally, the chemo had stopped working. So the doctors decided to start a new line of treatment called immunotherapy. Now, this particular immunotherapy was not available in India and had to be specially imported from Switzerland. I had to be admitted in the hospital for about 12 days for each cycle, and I had to undergo about five cycles of immunotherapy. It was during that time when I decided to take a step of faith and apply for some college. I was staying at home for almost a year, and although treatment was still going on, I just needed to change. I, I had changed my atmosphere. So I felt led to apply for a course in biotechnology. And by God's grace, I got in and I started my course. I just completed my last cycle of immunotherapy in December. And I've also had two sessions of, uh, two, not two weeks, I mean, I think 14 sessions of radiation, uh, just two weeks back it got over. And during that time, I used to go to the hospital and I used to go to college. I, I got special permission. And it was really just, I experienced God's strength in my weakness because I used to travel to college by train in the morning and then come and then undergo treatment simultaneously. And I had few of my tests then. And I was able to perform better than my peers, even though I missed so many classes and I just attended few lectures. It was really just God's strength. So... At this point, 
you may ask me, so what this life has in store for you? I, I'm not sure what life has in store for me. I'm just choosing to take it one day at a time and I'm learning to trust God no matter the outcome. I find myself very guilty of looking at others and thinking their lives are perfect or their lives are sorted and they don't have any problems. But the reality is that each one of us have a problem across. Some may have heavier crosses than others, but we all have to face them. Oftentimes, the best way to get the right perspective is to take the focus of yourself and consider someone else's problem. And I realized that when I was in the hospital once for immunotherapy, I was admitted with this girl as my roommate. She had just completed her treatment for blood cancer and she was okay. She was in remission and she was going. But she had to come back again because she got dengue fever. So she was really disappointed because of that. And it was her birthday on that day. She was looking forward to celebrating her birthday outside. So my mom and me just organized a small birthday party for her in the hospital. And that lifted her spirit so much and that brought so much joy to it. And I realized that doing that brought so much joy to us as well. So, so sometimes the right perspective is all that we need. What I've also realized is that we can't compare our cross with someone else's cross. We all have a cross and we all have to face them. For me, this is my cross and this is an opportunity for me to live out my purpose. So I had to make a decision. Either I could sulk and be angry with God in the situation I found myself in, or I could choose to carry my cross in such a way that I bring glory to God. For me, my, using, I, I'm, my purpose is carrying my cross in such a way that I can be a blessing to someone going through a similar situation as me or to just uplift someone going through a tough time. Integrity is being secure of our identity in Christ. I need to stay true to who God has called me to be. God created me. I am his handiwork. So if I am created in Christ Jesus for good works that he has prepared beforehand for me to do, why do I need to, why do I not live a life of integrity? So if God is all of the situation in my life, I, can, I want to use this situation to bring Him glory. I want to point others to Him. And I want to use my story for His glory. In whatever you're going through, don't wait for situations to get better to start living out your purpose. There's no right time for you to start living out your purpose. Your right time is now. We, we also have a choice. We have a choice either to pursue excellence or to make excuses. I had that choice. I could either say, I can't do this, it's so tough, or I could say, I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. I had a choice also, my, my radiation was just going on two weeks back, which coincided with my exams. And I was really stressed about it because I, I, first of all, I attended very few lectures and I had not prepared for this exam at all. And I, so I had to make a decision. Either I could make excuses and go into self-pity and say, I can't do this, or I had to choose to pursue excellence with God's help. In reality, what this meant was that I had to go to college by train in the morning, go give my exam, and then go to the hospital for my radiation appointment and study for the next day's exam from there. It was really just God who made me do that. And by God's grace, I was able to score a 9.5 GPA in my exams. I say this only for the glory of God because I couldn't have done it on my own. It was only God who strengthened me. So right now, I don't know where you are in life. and I don't know what situation you find yourself in. But I want to say this one thing in closing, that God who has brought me thus far, I'm sure and I'm confident that he will do the same or even more for you. 
because he who has begun a good work will bring it to completion in your life. Thank you very much. Round of applause for Janita and if I could just request the parents, uh, Rajiv and Judith to come along. Uh, we hear the question time and time again, why do bad things happen to good people? But these lives give us the answer. You've lived the life, you've gone through the journey and let's give them a round of applause as a family to support each other, be there for each other. And they've also had a copy of the book which Rajiv has written, Fearless in Battle. Each of you all have got a copy today. So ladies and gentlemen, the family. Let's give them a round of applause. I just have one question on integrity. Is this really your first talk? Yes. Because I don't think any one of us in this audience believes that. The way you spoke was definitely not like your first talk. That was amazing. Good job. Thanks so much for that. And so for the momento, I'd like to request Harris and Carol to present her with the momento. And rightly so, what's written on it states dauntless. For all our battles, all those fights, and for a story that will touch many more lives. Ladies and gentlemen, Jenny Dock. Thanks for listening to the Lead Talks podcast. For more resources from Lead Talks, visit our YouTube channel and our website www.leadtalks.org. I look forward to connecting with you and hope you will join me again on the next podcast.